And welcome to our Equip and Disciple class this morning or, or service. This is where we get to grow together as, as a church. So thank you for being here again tonight. This evening we're going to be continuing with our series, My Next Step. And it's about taking the next step in our walk with Jesus Christ. And as you came in today, uh, tonight you were given one of these uh, cards that say My Next Steps on it. And this is uh, a guideline or it's a, sort of like a roadmap to what we get to do next in our walk with Jesus Christ. You know, when I first came to know Jesus, one of the questions that I asked myself after being here for a while is, what do I do next? Where do I go from, from here? When we find Jesus Christ, there's an excitement that takes place within our spirit. There's an energetic eagerness in us, in our hearts, to learn and to discover more of who we are in him and who he really is for us. And as Pastor Sheldon said in, in the beginning of this series, the more is getting to know more of him, getting to know more of Jesus Christ. You know, when we've accepted that Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we said yes to him, that's the first step in this guideline that, that you have in your hands tonight. That's the first step. Now we're saying, hey, show me more, Lord. Just like the song was saying, set a fire in my soul. Show me more. I want more. Touch me more. I'm glad that we have this guidelines because uh, we need guidelines. and We need boundaries to where we're going to go next. Because if we don't know them, we'll start to do anything. Because that's the love that we have for Christ. And we can uh, just go astray. So something like this, a guideline and and a roadmap like this guides us to the right steps in following and getting to know Jesus Christ. I liken it to finding a new restaurant in town. You know, my wife and I, we just love going out into the town and discovering, discovering new restaurants. Actually, my wife and I, we just love to eat. We, we, we love doing that. And, you know, when I find a good dish... Um, I just keep going to that restaurant over and over and over again because I love food. And uh, I love what's called pho, and that's a Vietnamese-style soup. So I found this one restaurant, and um, I went and tried pho for the first time, and I thought it was the best thing ever. So I started to go there two, three times a week to this one restaurant. And, and then I discovered another restaurant and in my opinion, and I won't name any names, but in my opinion, their pho was a little better, better tasting than the other restaurants. So I started to go to that restaurant two, three times a week. And then I discovered an amazing restaurant with pho. And I've been around, I've been to every restaurant in this town that serves pho. And I came to this one restaurant. They are the best. They are the best. And they serve their father with, with this hot sauce. It's so good. You guys can actually taste it right now. It's so good that I kept going back to this restaurant. Not two, three times a week. I was going four, five, six times a week. I was actually obsessed with this thing. And I would go for lunch. And, 
And I wouldn't say anything to my wife. I didn't want her to think that I was hooked on this thing. So I wouldn't tell her anything. And then she would call me in the afternoon, and she would say, hey, let's go to that restaurant and have pho. And I was like, boy, I cannot tell her I just went there. I was actually hooked on this thing. So because of, I was being hooked on it, I had no problem going for dinner too. You know? Because that's how good it was. And I just wanted more and more and more of it. And it's the same way when we've tasted the goodness of the Lord. We become addicted to Jesus Christ and we can't get enough of him. We just desire in our hearts to know him more. First Peter 2, 2 to 3 um, states it this way. Like newborn babes crave pure spiritual milk. So that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. There's that craving that we develop within our hearts when we come to know Jesus Christ. And this card guides you to your next step and where you are with him. Accepting Jesus is the first step that we go through. And then attending church on a weekly basis is your second step. Your relationship with Jesus Christ is your own personal, your own intimate relationship. And it's up to you to maintain your relationship. It's your responsibility to maintain it. Reading the Bible and attending church regularly is the best way that we know that we can maintain this relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. It's like maintaining the health of your body. You know, we... if. For many of us, we have three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then there's some of us who over-maintain. We have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and so on. We eat four, five, six, seven times a day. And then there's those who don't eat on a regular basis. They eat like once or twice a month. So these people, if they only eat once or twice a month, imagine what they would look like. That's right. They would be skinny. They would be weak, undernourished, fragile, and then one day probably pass away because they're undernourished. But imagine those who eat on a regular basis. They would be strong. They would be uh, uh, energetic, filled with, with, with the spirit, filled with energy. That's why it's important for us to eat on a regular basis. And it's the same with us as the body of Christ. We need to eat spiritually to maintain our spiritual health and eat on a regular basis. The responsibility belongs to you. As a church, we help to prepare the table. We, we, we put a meal on the table, the message that we get to serve as pastors. We put that on the table. That's up to you to come and eat it. We prepare it from the word of God. Here at New Hope, we are geared to reach the new believers. So we love to serve milk. Uh, you know, we, we serve an easy, um, understandable message to those who have just found Jesus Christ in their lives. So we try to present it in an easy way. But we also serve up meat. And that meat is found through the different ministries, through the different Bible studies that we have here at New Hope, the different um, small groups that's out there that, that, that we have. And you could actually go outside to our uh, fellowship hall at the connecting wall and find a, a small group that you could attend. 
either way, we need to eat and stay healthy spiritually or else we'll die. Attending church on a weekly basis helps you maintain your spiritual health. It's part of your spiritual growth and responsibility. You know, I remember as a child, my dad would say to me that uh, after preparing some stew for us, you know, in the old days, stew went a long way. So he would prepare stew and he would say to me, hey, boy, you got to eat all your vegetables. It'll keep you, you know, you would grow up strong and you grow big. And I remember that. And as a child, you know, all of us, we just don't want to eat the vegetables in the stew. I like the meat and the gravy and the rice, but the vegetables I didn't eat. But my dad took the responsibility to train us and to teach us that, hey, we got to eat all of our vegetables. Today, I love my vegetables in my stew. Why? Because he taught me to eat it. He took his responsibility to train me to eat because it was good for me. Attending church helps us to maintain our walk with Jesus. But it also allows us to fellowship with others and it provides us with people and leaders who would love to partner with you and be accountable for you in your spiritual health. We need accountability partners. People who would love you and be responsible for your spiritual growth. So attending church weekly helps us to grow and remain strong. It helps us to remain spiritually fit. But it also connects us with people. People who cares for you and I. Attending church weekly is your second step. And tonight, we're going to discover what the church is all about. We're going to look at the third step on the card, which is discovering new hope. As a church, which is the house of God, a place of worship, and honoring our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Here's what we believe we are as New Hope Hilo Hawaii and what God has called us to be. We understand that we are a resource to those who are coming to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Discovering new hope is twofold. First, we are interested in your new discovered faith in Jesus Christ. We want to help you because we know that your new walk with Jesus is very important to us. Like I said earlier, this faith needs to be nourished and fed. Your salvation and walk with Jesus is very important for us to nourish, for us to help you with. Your salvation and a walk with Jesus Christ um, is part of what our church sees as important. And this church is geared to reaching and discipling you in your new walk. Now, you may have noticed that our Sunday services are geared towards new believers. And we want to partner with you in helping your family, in helping your friends, in helping your coworkers, and whoever you invite to church. We want to partner with you so that your friends can get to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and understand the love of the Father that he has for them. On our Wednesday nights, we are geared more towards the growth of the believer. That we are growing together as a church. And that's why we call it Equip and Disciple. Now, here's our mission statement as the church of New Hope, Hilo, Hawaii. Our mission statement says this. The purpose of New Hope is to present the gospel of Jesus Christ in such a way that it turns non-Christians 
into converts, converts into disciples, and disciples into matured, fruitful leaders who will in turn go into the world and reach others for Christ. Now, I love that term in such a way. And what it says to me is that we, as a church, want to bring to its people an understanding of what the gospel of Jesus Christ is all about. We want to bring the truth of what the gospel of Jesus Christ is saying and how it applies to their lives as a follower of Jesus Christ. How it applied to the people in the past, in the Bible, and how it will apply to us in our present day, in our everyday living. We use topical messages, we use illustrations, we use sign, we use hula to bring understanding so that the message would be received easily. We want to present the message of the gospel and truth and with understanding. Now, there's a scripture found in Matthew, Matthew 16, which talks about the leaven or the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, where Jesus warns his disciples of false teachings and of the gospel. And it reads, be careful, Jesus said to them, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And what Jesus was saying is beware of the word which you hear from these leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The leaders in those days were sharing the, the, the word of God in truth, but they were also mixing it up with some traditional um, religion that they created. Jesus uses the analogy of leaven or of yeast because in those days, the leaven was used to increase the dough that was made for, for bread. And in some of the scriptures that we read in the Bible, leaven was associated or signified as evil, to be careful of it. And what Jesus is explaining to his disciples was to be very careful of these false teachings because it can influence your lives and it increased by you sharing it with others, with those who are around you. So he was warning them to be very careful of what you hear. So we want to present the gospel in such a way that it's spoken in truth, that it's spoken with knowledgeable, for understanding, for the growth of the faith of the hearer. This is why your pastors, myself, and the rest of the pastors here, we always ask you to test what we're saying in the Word of God. Because we are responsible for what we preach to you. But you are responsible for what you hear and believe. That's why the word says, knowing the truth sets you free. Knowing the truth sets you free. God's word is truth. And that's what sets our spirit free. That's what sets you in a knowledgeable way to know what is truth, what is good, and what is evil. Knowing the truth sets us free. The second part of the twofold of discovering new hope is we also want to be accountable to the new believer and disciple them. So they in turn will be all they can be for God. We want to help them find their identity of who God created them to be as a person and as an individual. To help them to find their place in the body of Christ. Because God has given each of you, every one of us, a gift. And the Bible calls it talents. 
He has given us talents. And there's a place for each and every one of us to serve in the church. We want to help you to become a matured, fruitful leader and become a part of the body of Christ. As Pastor Sheldon likened it to a, uh, a bunch of hot burning coals burning in a, in a grill. And if one of those coals fell to the ground and stood all alone, it would eventually die out. Well, we want to help you to be a part of that bunch of coals in the grill where you'd find your support, you'd find encouragement, and you'd be strengthened to be a part of what God's doing in your life and in the church to reach others for him. So that's our mission statement, to present the gospel of Jesus Christ in such a way that it turns non-Christians into converts, converts into disciples, and disciples into mature, fruitful leaders who will in turn go into the world and reach others for Christ. Now, our vision is very, very simple. It comes to a commandment that Jesus gave us. And that commandment is, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest command. And the second is like it, love your neighbor neighbor as yourself. And that comes out of Matthew 22. Our vision is loving God and loving people and reaching people for Jesus one relationship at a time. And you've heard your pastor say this time and time again from the pulpit. We are reaching people for Jesus one relationship at a time. Well, how does that work? What does that look like? How do we reach people one relationship at a time? Well, it works through a network of people. As the church leaders, we get to speak into your lives. And in turn, you get to speak into the lives of your family. You get to speak into the lives of your, your friends, into the lives of your co-workers. We get to disciple you and teach you how to love the Lord with all your heart. We help you to become that fruitful, matured follower of Jesus. You, in turn, go into the homes and into your workplaces and the community and into the world to reach out and touch someone for the Lord. That's the domino effect of reaching people for Jesus Christ one relationship at a time. That's the effect the gospel has on people. We want to share him with others. It's like finding that good far in town. Once we, we, we found that good far, we just want to tell people all about it. We want to share it because it's good. When God blesses us, the, the, the Bible says that we're not able to contain it. We want to share it with whoever we connect with, whoever we come across. And in the islands, we're a close-knit community. We know people. All of you know people. You know the children in your own neighborhood, do you? You know their parents. You know their grandparents. And then when people come over to your house for the very first time, our spirit of aloha, our, our hospitality says what? What, what? what does our hospitality say here in the islands? Yeah, come in. Come eat. Right? Come eat. That's, that's our hospitality here in the islands. When my children and now my grandchildren <clears throat> bring over their friends to, to, to come over to our home and they introduce us, to their friends, um, 
we begin to connect with them. And one of the first questions that I would ask them is, who are your parents? Who are your father? Who are your mother? You know, and that's a spooky question to ask here in the islands because somehow we all related, right? I know we all related to Jesus Christ, but it's spooky when you ask that question because you will find that you're related to them. And then you got to explain to your son or your daughter that, hey, you, you, you cannot go with that boy because, yes, as you, are, you know, you're related to them. How are you going to act? You know? But it's true. In the islands, we want to connect because we have a culture of ohana. We have a culture of family. And that's who we are at New Hope Hilo, Hawaii. We want to get to know you because of our culture that comes to the love of God who wants to connect with his children, his family. It's his culture of love and aloha. We're about ohana. We are about family because he's about ohana. We connect because we are family. And the culture of family just draws people together, doesn't it? It really does. We are one family here at New Home. And that's the culture we want to extend to everyone that you invite to New Hope. So those you invite would feel the love of Jesus, which extends to you. It extends to you, the body of Christ, the church. You see, folks, together we make up the church. It's not Pastor Sheldon. It's not myself. It's not the pastors. It's not the staff. It's you. We together make up the church, the body of Christ, working together in unity, which God has called us to be the church of New Hope Hilo, Hawaii. That's amazing. That's amazing. And like every household we have rules and we have regulations to keep the house in order. We need to keep it organized. We have to keep the house clean. First, tonight, I just want to say that we have an excellent, excellent maintenance staff that takes good care of our grounds and our facility and keeps this church clean and spotless for us. Even when we invite people, I am so proud of our maintenance uh, department. Can we just thank them tonight and just say thank you. You know, these people, they go unheard and behind the scenes and they hardly get acknowledged. So Sheldon Ishii and Sonia Nakahara and your staff and your volunteers, thank you so much along with Tom Krieger. Thank you for all that you do and keeping the, the maintenance of this church well. You guys do an excellent job. So tonight I want to give you some of the core values of what we as New Hope believe as a church. We believe that, number one, daily devotions and prayer are paramount to strengthening a relationship with Jesus. We have these daily reading uh, bookmarks, and you could get one at the Information Center, which we do our devotions and journaling, too. So we have a roadmap, too, for, for doing journaling. And we ask the church to follow along using the bookmarks so that we would be reading the Bible together you know, your pastors and, uh, here would often speak a message pertaining to a scripture that we just read during the week. And when you hear the scripture, you say, hey, I just read that. And that's reading um, the, 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 the bookmarks together. 
And when you would read the book, but you would read the, the Old Testament, you would go to the Old Testament uh, one time, and then you would read the New Testament twice as you read this bookmarks. So uh, we, we get to read it. There's four bookmarks that we go through throughout the year. And then we use the acrostic SOAP, S-O-A-P, to help us with our devotion. S stands for scripture. And you would read uh, what's on this, your daily reading. And as you're reading, there would be a scripture that would probably jump out to you or something that would catch your attention. That's the scripture that God is speaking to you through. At that point of your reading, you would just stop and you would just jot down that scripture. You would meditate on that one scripture. And then ask God, ask him, what are you speaking to me through this scripture? And you would jot that down. What are you speaking to me? And then later on in the day, after you get your revelation, then you would continue later on in reading the, uh, your daily reading. So S stands for scripture. O is for observation. So what did God show you through that one scripture? What did you observe uh, through that one scripture that God was speaking to you? So you'd write down that observation, and then when you have that observation, you'd ask God again, hey, Lord, how do I apply? How do I apply what I've just observed to this one scripture? How do I apply that into my life now? So O stands for observation. S A stands for, for application. So as you're reading, you would um, get your application. You'd ask God how you would apply it. Now, be practical with your applications. Make it real. You know, sometimes we would read the Bible and read, Jesus fasted for 40 days. That doesn't mean that you fast for 40 days. Okay? Just be practical in how you would apply and make it simple, the Word of God, the Scripture that you just read into your life. So that you would do it slowly. And you take that one step at a time. So just apply it in a, a simple, practical way. So A stands for application. And then when you got your application, P stands for prayer. Prayer on what you observed. Ask God for the strength and the wisdom to apply that scripture into your life. And then when you're done praying, when you're done asking God on how do you Apply this scripture into your life. Wait for a while. Be still for a while. And allow God to speak to you. A lot of times we pray and we ask God and then we, see, we say amen and then we move on. You would be surprised how much God wants to speak to you through your prayers. Sometimes the Bible says that we just need to be still and know that he's God. And in, in that times, you would probably find, some, God would probably put something on your heart. He would put some person on your heart. So at that time, you start praying for them. That's what prayer is all about. So P stands for prayer. Your daily devotion keeps us in touch with the Father. And he enjoys it. He enjoys it when we visit him on a daily basis. Some of us like to do it during uh, early mornings, we, we like to do that, and some do it at night. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter as long as you just get started and connect with God. Here at New Hope, we consider devotions as a primary gateway to increasing your relationship with God. Jesus often went alone. He did it, and he visited with the Father. Mark 1.35 says, Now in the morning... Having risen a long while before daybreak, 
he, Jesus, went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. He was communicating with God. He was doing his daily devotions as he visited with God early in the morning. Another core value that we have and we believe in is God values all people. Therefore, we value all people. Again, we are a family and we value, value who you are. You see, God sees each of us as valuable. Valuable enough that he would die for each and every one of us. He would die for you. That's how much he cherishes us. We want to be the kind of church, a church where people can come and feel appreciated and valuable. That's who we want to be. And that starts with you and me. We get to show them their worth. We get to encourage them by connecting with them one relationship at a time. And showing them how precious they are in the eyes of the Lord. Everyone, everyone, even you, longs to feel important. And we long to be valued. So here at New Hope, we value people. Mark 18, verse 14, says it this way. Even so, it is not the will of the Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Here's a couple more core values that we believe in. And I'm going to use two of them right here. Serving and honoring God is done with an excellent spirit and heart. And we also believe that everyone is gifted and equipped to serve. Everyone has a gift. And as I said earlier, there is a place in this church for every one of us to serve. We want to help you to find that place of serving. Some of you may have the gift of music. So why don't you try out for our worship team? Some of you just love meeting people. Join our, our greeting team, our front lines team. You may love to pray. We have a prayer ministry and we have a hospital ministry that we can go and pray for people. We just ask that you would do it with heart. When I first walked through these doors, <clears throat> I felt kind of awkward when people would come up and, and, and hug me. And, and say good morning. I I had some issues still going going on within my heart. Um, you know, I still had some anger within me. I was still filled with unforgiveness. So it took time. It took a process for me to serve. Uh, I wasn't ready to serve. And then through the process, I learned that Jesus forgave me. And it was then that I learned how to forgive people. It took me some time for my heart to get right. With myself and with God. And when my heart felt right, that's when I began to serve. Because it needs, we need to serve with a good heart. Because at the point, at at one point, I couldn't serve because I couldn't even help myself. But when my heart became right, I could serve well. And people wouldn't get hurt. We want to find you a place to serve. But remember the commandment, love others as you love yourself. So before you start serving, make sure that your heart and your spirit is right before God. Ask him. Ask him, when do I get?
to serve? Where do I get to serve? Am I ready? Ask him and he'll show you. He'll show you. We believe everyone can serve. But we want to serve with pure hearts so others can feel the love. Amen? Colossians 3.17 says it this way. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him, Jesus Christ. We also believe in our youth. <clears throat> we want to continue to equip and build up the next generations of leaders, which is essential to building God's kingdom. Listen, we believe in the upcoming generation. They'll be the ones to carry on the legacy of this church. Right now, we have a lot of changes going on with our youth. And Pastor Ben and his staff is doing a fantastic job along with Pastor Lynn. They're doing a great job with the uh, training of the, the new leaders uh, that's coming up, the young leaders. I'm getting old. And Pastor Sheldon, well, he's still young. But if we don't train up young, energetic leaders, then one day this church is going to die. It will. So that's why it's so important to believe in, our, uh, in the next generation and train them up. The church ne needs to live through these young, energetic leaders. They may have a different style of reaching their generation, but the message is still the same. Jesus Christ is still Lord, and he lives within his people, the church. We are committed to equip and build up the next generation for the future. 2 Timothy 2, 2 reads it this way. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to the faithful men who will be able to teach others. We also offer other resources to men and women. We have our men's ministry that takes place on Saturday at 7 a.m. And then we have our women's Bible study, which takes place at 6.30 in the kids' wing over in the youth center. And you can get more information uh, about that. And then we also have small groups that, that takes place throughout the week that you can be a part of. That you could grow in. Those are the resources that we offer you. And for more information, again, you could get it from the fellowship hall at our connecting wall or at our information center outside of the fellowship hall. This has just been a, a short 30-minute version of discovering new hope. Discovering your new faith and who we are as a church called New Hope Hilo Hawaii. We long to be the church that loves God. And loves people. Our heart is to build the family of God right here at this facility and do our very best to equip and disciple our youth, our congregation, our community, and anyone who wants to learn and follow Jesus Christ. We have an open door policy. We welcome anyone and everyone. Now, we will be holding a two-hour class on discovering new hope with more details on September 26th in the Fellowship Hall from 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. So if you want to learn more about the church as a whole and, and, and in more detail, then take down the date, September 26th in our Fellowship Hall from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. And we'll see you there in the Fellowship Hall. We are New Hope Hilo Hawaii. 
This is the church of God and what God called us to be. And I would say this, if you agree with the core values and you agree with the vision and the purpose of this church and you are able to love and to receive the messages and learn from our lead pastor, Pastor Sheldon Laxina. And if you share the very heart of this church called New Hope Hilo Hawaii, and you have become a regular attendee, if you believe that you want to be a part of this vision and purpose that God has placed on this church and its leaders, then I would say please look into becoming a member of the church. Go to our information center and ask to sign up as a member. This is who we are called to be. And we invite you to partner with us as New Hope Hilo Hawaii. We are the church with leaders and a staff of regular people just like you and I. We're not Jesus. We are a resource who would love to help people in your next step. And we want to point you to Jesus. That's what Jesus called the church to do. To love God. To love the Father and love people. And reach out to them so they would know his great love. I would ask you, let's partner together. And let's be the church. Let's reach people for Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's do this. You may close your Bibles. Would you bow your hearts with me as we pray? Father, we... We've heard a message and we've discovered what your church looks like and the calling you've placed on this church, you hope you know Hawaii. But really, Lord, that calling has been placed in each and every one of our hearts. That's what you called us to do. When we discover you, Lord God, in our new faith, that's something that you do within our hearts. You stir us up. And we desire more and more of you. And as we desire, the word says, as we search for you, we will find you. And our heart yearns for all eternity where you're at. It's you that reach out to us and teach us so that we could love upon others in such a way and present your word, present your love, present your grace and your goodness in such a way that people will receive it with open hearts. The church is not a building, Lord God. The church is the people in whom you touch with your love. So tonight, Lord God, I would pray that we would become a church united for your kingdom. That we would do all that you've called us to do, reaching out to people, loving you and loving people. So, Lord, tonight, put that in our hearts. Put eternity in our hearts. Put the vision of eternity in our hearts. So that when we speak to people, we not speak in a temporal love. We speak in an eternal love. We speak not of a, a temporal grace, but an eternal grace, And the message that we speak is eternity with you. 
So, Father, we just say thank you for calling us, each and every one of us. Thank you for placing a gift within our hearts that at some point in our walk, we will discover our gifts and turn to serve you in such a way, Father, that we we'll love you and love people. Stir us up, Lord God, and set a fire in our soul for us to be the church that you've called us to be. We thank you for all that you do in and through us and through New Hope Hilo Hawaii. We ask that you bless the church and you bless the leader in Pastor Sheldon, Maxina, and Heidi and, uh, and, and his family, Lord God. Bless the leaders and bless, bless the staff, Lord God. And most of all, Father, bless the congregation. Bless them with understanding of the gospel in which you have put in our hearts, Lord God, so that we can become just like you. To you be all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. And all would say, amen, amen.